Don't love you can't in the city. We're gonna the bring city. so much funny today. There's so much funny. Let's just get right to it, man. There's no time to waste. Go. Oh man, the feed. Uh, uh, lights to the thing. And and, and Kurt, Kurt said some stuff. Kurt said some stuff. Uh, foo. Broke up and did, then didn't. Didn't. Okay. Oh wow. Show's and over. then okay. We did it. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> See you Monday morning. Yeah. Woo. Wick's not getting any. Oh. <laughs> now I'm sad again. <laughs> Kidding, kidding, kidding. We have so much to discuss. But, yeah, a lot. But, and but a there's huge review to do. And, and a giant review. This is going to be the longest episode. Of all time. I say we push a good two hours on this one. Mm-hmm. So call off work. Do it. Uh, lock your children uh, in their bedrooms. Yes. Uh, already done. We we took care of that in the studio today. That's good. I do that every week. <laughs> every day. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we're, we're going to try to get through like a bunch of stuff. Uh, as, quick, as quickly as possible. We've got 10 topics to talk about on the feed. Good Lord. We've got a 17-track album to review today. Yes, only an hour and 13 minutes. And Adam's got probably 12 albums to review and sound of? No, just, just two and a half. Oh, <laughs> man. It's okay. We aren't going to break any podcasting uh, uh, records today. That's all right. Probably but for funniest because we are the best show. We're always the best show. Much better than like... Uh, the sweet life with Rick and Cody. I know <laughs> that show just got it. Just it just gets really stale after like season five, mm-hmm. and the kids just keep getting older, <laughs> and eventually they have to move on. Yeah, and one of them will commit suicide. One of them. They always oh, do. God. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea what happened to those kids on that show. Well, the fat one got wait. Sweet life of Rick. Wait, what's sweet life of Zach, Zach and Cody. Cody? Is that the one where like there's a fat one and then there's like a good looking one? I thought they were. Both oh, the kids from, little... from Big Daddy. Okay, that's I'm thinking the wrong one. What's that Disney Channel show where like there's like teenage boys? One's a fat one, one's a good looking one. I usually don't keep up with my teenage boys on the Disney Channel, Mike. Oh, you, you know, know I'm much I more do. I'm much more about the teenage girls on the Disney Channel. Live and Maddie. Live and Maddie. Bella Thorne. It's really weird that there's there's two of them, but there's they're only played by one actress. Right. Usually it's the other way around where mm-hmm. two, twins will twins play. will play one actress. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Because uh, Dove Cameron, she's she's nineteen, Ooh. and she is going to be something. Thorne. They are going to be something mm. coming soon to a Miley Cyrus video near you. Can't wait for their sex tape. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to the Skinny with Mike and Adam. This is episode zero one seven nine. This is the problem with having like little kids in your house and you watch the Disney Channel all the time mm-hmm. and then you're like why are there attractive I, people I on the Disney Channel I can't follow the storyline <laughs> there's mentally jerking off there's like a new show called Meet the Diaz's hmm. or something like that sounds like sounds like that George Lopez show it's similar but not starring George Lopez and it's like full of, of jail baity Latinas. Latinas yeah Ooh. they're just like I don't feel comfortable watching this <laughs> delete now <laughs> so like a bunch of like you know, 14, 15 year old Latinas who probably have like two to three kids each. Probably. Right now. <laughs> yes. At least. <laughs> yeah. They're starting off so slow. Yeah, I know. I mean, they have full time jobs, but yeah, still. Yeah. So, so you, they can't have full Latino families right. yet. Yeah. They're, they're, they start off with just two. Um, <coughs> stereotypes. Yeah, exactly. Eventually they'll, 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 they'll get back to where they need to be. Yeah. Rightfully so. so. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it'll be the last we talk of them. Mm-hmm. It won't be the last that we hear of the melting pod.net, you know, contrary to, 
you know, however many episodes those guys put out. But uh, there's very yeah. little going on these days. Yeah, we you know, we got us. We, we you know we're the skinny Mike and Adam, the best show, contrary to what our brothers in the other I'm, podcast network. I'm says. thinking that we're the most annoying show, probably because we release an episode as often as we do, even though we miss several weeks here and there. Mm, a couple but of then and people probably open up their iTunes and there's like, oh fuck, another oh, episode. another skinny. Guess I gotta listen to it. Dark. And then they do, and then they're pleasantly entertained because we are the best show. Yeah. And then they're jealous of our lives. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> <laughs> That's and the funniest thing you've ever said <laughs> in 179 episodes. Right. <laughs> and then they've, they've moved on with their own lives. Yes. They're vastly superior lives. I think that's what they think. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I think we have some great shows, like uh, Shit Rick Says, or Shenanigans, if you want to subscribe to them on on, uh, on iTunes. Yep. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Rick and his new co-host, Cody, you know, they, they talk about stuff that's relevant to them. Just this yes. past week, they had a, a new episode. Very entertaining. I haven't listened yet because it just got downloaded like today or last night or something. Cool. Yeah, Rick uh, Rick, Rick and Cody just kind of just going over like their past week and the various annoyance the various annoyances that have uh, that have bombarded them. I saw something Rick posted about meeting Kiefer Sutherland mm. at a tunnel. Mm. I don't know what that meant. And I wanted to type in like that's about the most Canadian thing I've ever heard anybody <laughs> say, but <laughs> best known for the voice of Venom Snake in Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Menace. Right. <laughs> and and probably and the sniper in Phone Booth. Remember he was that, that rapist in the Sally Field movie? Yes. Where he like followed her daughter home and mm. then, and then peed on the on the plants outside. Oh <laughs> and then proceeded to rape. Well, yeah, you got to get your urine. You don't want to urinate in your rape victim. Right. You got to urinate first and then rape. Yeah. I think. And leave evidence that you were there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I think Sally Field wins either through brute force, because, you know, she's really badass. Yeah. Or she just goes the legal route. Well, she was Aunt May in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. She was? Yeah. I can't keep track of who all the Aunt Mays are. <laughs> Who's the one coming up? Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei is rumored to be. She oh, is God. not. No, no one's been officially cast yet, but oh, she's rumored man. to be the hottest Aunt May who's ever lived. That was a very disturbing Kiefer Sutherland movie. He was also a little boy in Stand by Me. Oh yeah, that's fun. Is he Canadian? I don't know. Neither do I. I think he's officially Canadian now that he's met our Canadian Rick. Right, <laughs> like pseudo Canadians for mm-hmm. life. He's also been in nothing else. Anyway, moving on, uh, the Dead Bedouins are also a great show on the network. Probably have one more episode in their belt before they retire. Uh, Generation Oddcast, you can check them out too. Uh, and then something with a guy named Mike. I don't know. I don't think so. No, I think that was that was my imagination. I haven't seen him post anything on the KNM Productions page in a very long time. I have that page blocked. Oh, I like that page just as a oh. support. But I have all their posts blocked. But that's a bad idea because it, the, there's nothing that comes up on there. So you're oh. blocking for no reason. If you want to block somebody, block Magic Mike himself. I, I did that or too. Else, <laughs> or else you're going to be voting for Trump. Oh, are, are you that close? Are you, are you almost there? I'm there. Oh, you convinced you. <laughs> I'm convinced. <laughs> well, He's going to save our country. Well, I'm going to burn you. I'm going to burn you in your sleep. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get through uh, all of our news topics this week and go into the feed. 
All right, so I like to start all of our feed topics with some album announcements, and I got hot, some doozies for you. Hot chick announcements. Hot chick announcements. Let's mm. start with that. Actually, this is Mike's should have been wife. There is a there is a parallel universe actually where I have married this woman. Yes, uh, I'm talking about Lights uh, from the band Lights. Yes, uh, she will be releasing an acoustic version of her 2014 album Little Machines titled Midnight Machines. It's an eight track. And it's eight or nine. I'm gonna say eight. It's an eight track EP uh, with acoustic renditions of some of her favorite tracks off of Little Machines. All right. Now she she has a she's been doing this for all of her full length, so you know I think it was no surprise. Uh, that uh, she uh, did did one for Little Machines. I was looking forward to that too. Track listing is over on imlights.com and you can pre-order it. Next coming out on uh, April eighth. Coming so up pretty mean, soon. We have to put her on our on our list of albums of this year. Why not? I've been doing that for all of her acoustic albums. Oh, that's true. They okay. they've, ne- they've never made my top albums of the year, but uh, Little Machines. Little like, Machines was did fourteen tracks long. Yes. So there's a lot of them that she decided not to do this time. I know. Uh, she, when I saw her live in uh, December, this past December, with my daughter, her mm-hmm. very first concert, mm-hmm. uh, she played this new rendition of the opening track, Portal. It was mm. so beautiful and haunting, and it, it was a slow build to this big crescendo at the end of the song. Uh, nice. And that's there is no Portal on this track listing. Damn so I'm it. like, no, that was a <laughs> fucking perfect opportunity. You rewrote Portal. Man. Just to not play it, just to, just to like not have it in the album. But anyway, it's, it should be great. We should probably tell that story really quick. I auditioned for the band Bless the Fall way right. back when, uh, and uh, and uh, Lights is married to the lead singer of Bless the Fall. So right. there is a parallel universe where I won that audition. It came down to Bo Bo <laughs> Telly Smith, who went on to be in Word Alive, yes. and Mike. Yes. And we all know who won all of that. Oh. <laughs> so yes, I like to think uh, that there's a version of me in a parallel universe somewhere that's married to this beautiful young woman and you'd be saying put out that portal version yeah i bitch. yeah i would have convinced her to do that it's with, a beautiful song just fucking do it your penis yes yes in the booty oh, finally in the booty, booty. <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm sorry that your daughter had to see you masturbating for an entire hour and a half mm. but you know sometimes kids need to learn that attractive women that happens need to be masturbated too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Zoe. <laughs> All right, so we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, but Jared Alange has a new uh, album coming out called Friendville. Or does he? As yes, he posted he does. about April 1st. He's like, I'm not saying this is an elaborate April Fool's joke, but I'm also not saying it's not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but he has so many songs, so we might, we might as well do it. Yeah, no. That surprisingly, we're all done in a month. Right. But that's the... where I was thinking, like, <laughs> I think he he made this up. This is all just a <laughs> But we finally have a release date. You just actually just said it. So April 1st oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> when uh, Friendville by Sunrise Skater Kids is coming out. It's an 11-track album, and he's gonna be, and uh, Jared threw in the five tracks that uh, Sunrise Skater Kids have already put out like in the last uh, Jared Alonji kind album. Kind of as bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. And I wish that we lived in Nashville because we would be at his video shoot that's happening today. Yes, today. For, for what is it, Pit Warrior? Yes, Pit that's, Warrior. But the guy that I was going to be was the one that stands in the middle looking at his phone <laughs> and singing along with the lyrics. Oh. Almost like he's reading the lyrics off of his phone. Yeah. But he's like in the middle of the mosh pit and the mosh pit's happening around him. Aww. That would have been the role that I would play. I've never seen that happen in any life But setting. also, I would need to put on like 150 pounds and then start jumping oh, that's true. on yeah. as many uh, smaller people as possible. Mm-hmm. Happens at every show that I've been to. Probably wear a Dodgers cap. As well. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite bands uh, that's for the last several years is Dance Gavin Dance. 
they've never put out a live album before hmm. until now. It's uh, okay because we've seen them live. So we never, re- n- never needed to hear it live. One again. of my one of the best shows I've ever been to was two best shows. Two best shows. Well, oh, yeah. The one that we went to in the, on the 15th was one of the best shows I've ever been to, period. Ah, period. Because mm. Mike crowd surfed and lived. And I lived and successfully. And he did not grow an extra ass or anything. I did not paralyze the right side Although, of my body. Right. Although, <laughs> I did not witness it, so it may not in have a happened. parallel universe, it may not have happened. It never happened, actually. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance is going to be releasing the Tree City Sessions. It's a 12-track live album from you know various tracks from all of their from like their whole career. Uh, that's that's going to be coming out on May 13th. Ooh. Are you excited for that? Not really, because live albums are kind of... Sucky? Not my thing. Okay. Thrice. I, I, I wasted too much time on live albums. Yeah, the Thrice one I listened to once, and I was like, cool. Because and we were there. You never go back and listen to them again. Yeah, the, we were at the Farewell Tour for Thrice, and they recorded uh, the two sets on the two nights that they were in Anaheim. And uh, you know, so we are on some of those cheering. Oh, we are? Yeah. Is that from Anaheim? Yeah. The House of Blues one. Well, that's cool. (laughs) All right, so uh, one of Adam's favorite albums, I I think 2013 or 14. I'm going to say 13. No, 14. I I, I don't know. Which band are you talking about? Architects. Oh, Architects, 2014. 14, okay. So they're going to be releasing a new album coming up, and this this has actually been leaked. Uh, But uh, they're going to be... The album has been leaked? The album, no, not the album, the album... Title and release date and track listing has been yes. leaked. <laughs> has been leaked. Uh, so they're going to be releasing a new album on May 27th, and the title of the album is "All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us." Uh, they're what? and all our gods have abandoned us. And uh, they've on their social media they released a little teaser for um, the first a match made single. in heaven. For the I thought so. Yes. Yeah. So they so a lot of people thought like oh that's what their album title is, but no, it's going to be a new single. So that's going to be coming out what in a week or so. I, I think believe I saw it the came countdown. out today. Oh, and we was, haven't heard. There was a daily countdown. And yeah, I went back and listened to me some Architects, and I was like, oh yes, good effing stuff. That's and, a band I like. And um, there's a certain podcaster on our network mm. who claims to not like metalcore, but when I went to the Architects Facebook page, it said, Rick Wellbanks also likes <laughs> Architects. So, I'm sure liar. that phony... Yeah. That fraud, that hack right. fraud, Rick Wellbanks, will go on and say, like, no, they're not metalcore because of this reason. Right. Shut up, Rick. Hey, if you've listened to their first three <laughs> albums, you will be very disappointed, and it'll be metalcore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> their second three albums are a lot better. But Absolutely. I was just like, wait a minute. One Rick Wellbanks <laughs> likes this band. Mm-hmm. Giving us crap. I know. That is like the most metalcore of metalcore right that's, that's, there. That's the definition of metalcore. Rick. Think, yeah, I don't think you can get any other metalcore <laughs> than that particular band. I, th- I think he probably refer- refers to like metalcore as like screamo, like bless the fall, like because you know with the oh, with the clean vocals you mean and stuff. Easy core. Easy core. <laughs> yes. Yes. There we go. Okay. Friends. Yes. Friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Architects is not easy core. No, not they at all. They are definitely the hardest of core. They are the black album of no (laughs) (laughs) so next up uh the foo fighters have officially broken up guys Uh, a fish oh wait wait no no no. there was a video there was a video seven minute video that they released where nick lachey is now the lead singer (laughs) that's right foo fighters (laughs) oh this was the greatest idea because apparently the rumor mill started swirling after he played at the freaking oscars oscars 
and who gives a shit because nobody watched that anyway. Yeah, who gives a and shit? So, like, and again, nobody really gives a crap what the Foo Fighters do because they're already famous enough and mm-hmm. they can take six years off if they wanted to. I call them Dad Bod the Band. Dad Bod the Band, yes. Except for Taylor Hawkins is definitely not a Dad Bod. No. <laughs> Dude is ripped as fuck. He's sexy. I know. I could have had his job. Anyway. That's true. You <laughs> you applied the tryout for Foo Fighters, right? No, that was Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. But remember our old friend who had her ins with the Foo Fighters a little bit oh, here yeah, and there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was telling me back in 2008 that Dave and Taylor were, were not getting along. Oh, and I was like, oh, if Taylor leaves the band? Because Taylor was, like, doing drugs and all that, apparently. And I was like, just give him a little shout-out that, you know, somebody named Adam, who's a drummer, who may or may not be as good as Taylor Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as you can see, I'm not the Foo Fighters drummer. Yet. But they released a really funny video just saying, like, Hey guys, like they were playing on it, like they broke up and Dave was going solo and mm-hmm. he was writing songs keyboard, by himself. Re- <laughs> keyboard led tunes about right. how great he is. It's just me, <laughs> not those other three <laughs> or four or however many more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a round great. table with the rest of the band like, oh, who should we get? Like, oh, we should get Landis Morissette. Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani, that'll bring the, uh, the sex, sex appeal. appeal. And they were like, like we need it. <laughs> So they eventually settled on uh, Nick, Nick Lachey. Lachey. I thought that was great. Yeah. He sounded great singing Everlong yeah. acoustic. Good. Yeah. No, I wanted to. I don't, I don't know if anybody would get this reference, but it's an old soup joke. It's like, stay out of it, Nick Lachey. Right. Nobody stay would have gotten that. I know. <laughs> Nobody gets the soup anymore because no. it's been canceled. Mm. Oh, well. But yeah, it reminded me, like, oh, yeah, Nick Lachey knows how to sing. He's been such an afterthought of a joke for all these years. <laughs> Ever because since he, he was, is a joke. I know, but then you were like, oh, yeah, he was, like, actually a guy who could sing. Yeah. Like, I you, forgot about his that. His band was a joke, or his boy band was a joke. They but all were, but then you remember, like, oh, yeah, but they could all sing. You actually do need to sing to be but in those joke it's bands. It's one of those things where you, you just hit the button, and the keyboard does the rest of the work for That's you, true. and then you sing over it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, the Foo Fighters are not breaking up. Mm. That was all it was. So that was fake drama. Let's get yeah. to some real drama. Ooh. The real drama is, last week we reported that Kurt coming Travis... S- coming straight out of the Starbucks bathroom. Oh, friend that's of the where, show. That's where this story belongs. <laughs> In the Starbucks bathroom with me and Matt Coates. <laughs> exactly. Wait, we didn't diddle each other in there, I promise. Mm, allegedly. Minorly diddled. Uh, last week we talked about how Kurt Travis, lead singer of uh, A Lot Like Birds, left the band. Well, Kurt decided to go to uh, Alternative Press and share his side of the story. Mm. It's a very long, wordy uh, these op-ed. Guys, th- these guys are not uh, one for brevity, Mm-mm. so we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute, but uh, we'll have to just kind of like give you guys the uh, TLDR version, uh, too long didn't read, uh, of, uh, of these op-eds. But Kurt Travis claims like the band's going in a... Very different, different direction. direction. I asked for the five songs that Michael Franziano had had written, and he sent them to me to put lyrics over them, and they all sounded like <gasps> his Alone. crappy solo project band. <laughs> One of Adam's worst albums of the I year. I know. Last year. It like had a couple of good songs. Th- what three out of eight? You are my sunshine. <laughs> anyway, so Kurt got that feeling that it was too much like that, mm-hmm. and then he brought up that. They didn't. He didn't like that Michael was using the A Lot Like Birds fan pages to promote his album. Mm. Which is weird because the A Lot Like Birds fan page also promotes Kurt Travis solo stuff. 
I'll trust you on that one because I don't that think was that a was couple years before that. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. So there was that, and then they then he said that Corey Lockwood, the the screamer in the band, was taking vocal lessons, and he said he called Corey, and Corey was all depressed and saying that he was taking vocal lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't want to sing well. <laughs> so, and then the, he said they had like some sort of long discussion, yes. saying that the band needs to go in this direction because. This is the reason that we're not successful. Is and, because, and remember, this is from Kurt's point of view. Right. This is the reason we're not successful is that we have unclean vocals in our band. Mm. And we need to broaden our audience more so. Which is fair because no band that's ever screamed ever has gotten any fans. Nope. Never. I don't. So, yeah. <laughs> but then we remember like, oh, there was a lot of a lot like Bird fans at the two shows that we saw them at. True. Granted, it was like side stage Soma in San Diego, which was a pretty small venue and everybody was there to see Inter Shikari. Uh, but also the uh, San Diego Observatory. Right. Which is a big theater. They had a pretty decent crowd for that one. Very good crowd. Second only to Dance Gavin Dance. The Correct. Headlining. Correct. So I wasn't, I, I mean, maybe this band hasn't been selling very well. Well, I mean, they're never, they were never going to be like a big time band. I don't think so. And people think, know that. Yeah. That's why they like this band is because they know they're never going to be a big time band. Yeah. So he released that. And then a couple of days later, a couple of members who are still in the band, like Corey Lockwood and Michael Fischer, the hot one, the hot one from Alone, <laughs> yes. period, uh, they also released their own statements. And yes. they kind of just, just discounted what he said, saying, refuted the, it. Yeah. Like, we're not selling out. We just want to try new things. Pretty much. Yeah. I meant to read all of Corey Lockwood's statement, but I did not. Because it very... went on and on and on forever and mm-hmm. ever. It's a, it's a, he released it as a, uh, as a uh, 534-page novel. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, it's a, I guess there's just kind of infighting in the band and miscommunication. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's more miscommunication than anything. But if Kurt feels like... It's a direction he doesn't want to go in. I guess that's a fair argument. Well, we could go down to Chain Reaction uh, next Saturday. And see their new lead singer? Uh, no, because it's the lead singer of the band that's opening for them that's filling in. Oh. And we could ask them all these questions ourselves because they're mm. going to be at Chain Reaction. We are going to be at Chain Reaction. No, they are going to be at Chain they're Reaction gonna be at Chain, next but Saturday. Eventually, we'll be at Chain Reaction <laughs> we'll be there in a month. month. <laughs> yes. So we could always do that, or we could spend time with our wives and children. I mean, children. Oh. No, Mike has a wife. I don't have a wife. I got officially divorced this past week. I know. Legally. That was fun, wasn't it? I don't have a... Wait, I don't have a wife. What are you talking about? I was talking about Becca since you edited out all my comments about her on the last episode. Oh. Yeah, because that was dead air. (laughs) (laughs) But at least the people would know about your secret, secret relationship. I am never getting together with Becca. (laughs) Ever. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen, dude. That you know of. (laughs) Anyway. You have, this weird, yeah, you have this weird thing. You keep going on about that. Anyway, I think we're done with the story, we're right? We're the same person. No, we're not. Absolutely not. Genetically. Okay. What? That's why you get along so well. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. So we'll leave it at that. But we're okay, done with the story, fine. I think, right? Okay, fine. I think we're done with the story. We got to move forward. We got to move forward. So really quick, uh, I think uh, a couple months ago, we talked about how The Lonely Island oh, was yeah. making a movie Ooh. with Judd Apatow. Uh, and uh, so now they finally released the title and a release date for that movie. The title's called Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. I love that so much. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. going to be coming out June 3rd. 
No trailer yet. Uh, who, but who is the picture of? Is, I that, think, is that Andy? I think that's Andy Samberg. It's hard to tell because he's looking down into the side. It, it kind of looks like... Um, fuck. Who's that guy from Magic Mike? Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum. It kind of <laughs> looks like Channing Tatum from this angle, but yeah, whatever. But so, so no list of acting credits or anything like that? You know, just written by Andy Samberg and Akiva Schraber mm-hmm. and Jorma Kat. There's a lot of names I can't think. Tacone. Jorma Tacone. Jorma Tacone. Is that an SNL writer or something? Yeah. That's the Lonely Island guys. Oh. Hello. Those are the three of them. I'd never known their names, dude. Well, it's time to learn. (laughs) I should probably learn their names. (laughs) A quick Wikipedia search will tell you all of these things. That's that's a lot of typing, man. That's a lot. That's like upwards of like 12 letters. And back when Andy Samberg was, you know, the talent on SNL... Akiva and Jorma were writers on SNL, oh. doing all of the wonderful digital shorts. Well, that makes sense. And where have you been? I've been telling you this. Not for watching like, SNL. I've been telling you this for literally days. Literally minutes. <laughs> literally, <now. laughs> literally thirty seconds of our lives. Because um, remember, Hot Rod, yes. one of your favorite movies. Yes, Jorma Tacconi. Yeah, plays his brother. Yeah, I just never know their real names, dude. I just. But they have such bothered. memorable names. Yeah, like Jorma Tacconi. <laughs> right. And Akiva Schaefer. <laughs> Jew sh- and Italian. I'm sure that uh, now that we have the poster and the title, we're going to get a trailer sometime soon. Because it's coming out in June, so we haven't seen a thing it's from this movie. So. Hopefully it's as exciting as Ghostbusters looks. Oh, that was bad. That was one of the worst trailers was, I've seen in a was, long time. That was painful. I think it was just the fact that they are making it like... The original Ghostbusters never happened. And I know, they're just but starting they, from scratch. But they acknowledged it at Did the they? beginning of the trailer. They're like, they're like, 30 years ago, a group of... Yeah. Exactly. But now they're like... And then they're like, hey, what is all of this paranormal activity going on in New York City? What? Oh my god, you're a smart one, and you're the funny one, and you're the black one. And you're the one, sassy and you're, one. And you're, and you're the fat one. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's just going to make a lot of fat jokes, isn't she? Oh god. She's going to think, fall down a lot. Is she the Spangler, or is she the the... I'm not Dan gonna. S- I'm not gonna see the movie, dude. Right. I don't care. I can't see it after that. I thought that I would enjoy this because I enjoy all of those actresses, except for Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she's the worst. Although she was on SNL a couple weeks ago, and it was pretty good. Oh, it was like fourth times a charm. <laughs> like the first three were just so awful. on Ghostbusters four because oh, regardless of how critically the Ghostbusters movie is gonna do, it's gonna make like they're gonna make like six of them. So on Ghostbusters <laughs> four, it'll start being good. Maybe if okay. we're lucky. Melissa McCarthy's gonna make fart jokes, and she's gonna fall, and she's gonna, and she's, she's gonna, gonna be poop like, in a sink. She's gonna poop in a sink <laughs> <laughs> after eating bad Indian food. Yeah, but do, 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 didn't but didn't you laugh because like she, they vomited on on the girl, and she's like, oh, it got everywhere, even the cracks. That was comedy gold. That was ha ha. <laughs> I heard it coming. You didn't tell us it was a hearse. It's a Cadillac. <laughs> that, was, that was the other piece of shit that pissed me off. <laughs> like, really? You're uh, even going to have the car be, like, the same but slightly different? Oh, God. Instead of a old... Like, the, that was the beauty of the first one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, even watching it as an adult, All there's the so much more so that you get. forced and awful. Uh, but anyway, Popstar's coming out on okay, June 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had never been so angry at a trailer before. Yeah, that was the worst trailer, dude. Those jokes just were awful. I I believe so. They were, like, so forced and, like, ugh, 
Whatever. I'm, I'm gonna stop if thinking about it. If the Marshmallow Man shows up in this one, I'm gonna oh, be very it's gonna upset. happen. You know it's gonna happen. Stay puff, Dear stay God. puff, Marshmallow Man. I know that's gonna and be. It's like oh, I rather... guarantee you, Bill Murray's gonna be the villain in this movie. The ghost. He's gonna be a villain. It's gonna happen. Is he gonna be the evil warlock living in Sigourney Weaver's refrigerator? Yes. (laughs) 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 So uh, last year, uh, Vans Warped Tour did this thing where, like, every week they release like a video. Uh, They're like, "Hey, here's five bands. Here's here's Brian Stars to tell you he's playing Warped Tour again. (laughs) Hey guys, you want to see what's going on? (laughs) Fuck you, Brian Stars. Uh, So Warped Tour is not going to be doing that uh, this year. This is a great idea. Uh, so on March 22nd, uh, they're going to have a webcast over at Full Sail University, because I guess they're sponsoring this year, and they're just going to release all of the bands and performances that's going to come out uh, okay. this year, which is great. This is this is really good, and I'm thinking that you and I need to do like a little pool of like which bands we think are actually going to be on to on Warp Tour this year. Ooh, that's a great like, idea. Just because we're going to know all of them right off the bat. Yeah. And then we can like write down five or ten and see how many we were right. Oh, that's a good or idea. Or we could write down 85 and see which ones we were right on. That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to write down... Like, I'll write down Van Halen. <laughs> and we can and we can get like extra points. Who's going to be on the main stage this year? We could. Which one's yeah. the main stage again? Well, they have like two main stages. Okay. It's like whoever the big bands are. So like... Oh, I'm going to bet that Falling in Reverse will be there on mm. the main stage. I'm thinking Sum 41 is going to make it this year. That's good. They're, they're playing the opening show coming yes, up here right. in the, uh, March the kickoff tour. The kickoff show. They're headlining that. Um, but they also need to go make their freaking album. But I'm yeah. sure it'll be finished sometime soon. This is a good idea, and hopefully we will be bringing you some interviews from said bands. That'll happen. In August? God, fuck, that's a long time away. That is a long time away. <laughs> but it'll give us plenty of time to prep and actually know where the press thing is. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll look forward to that. Uh, we'll, we'll be announcing that sometime very soon. And last thing in the feed, it's not music-related, but uh, since Adam and I are such pornography connoisseurs, mm. we, we thought we'd bring this news to you. Uh, Pornhub actually released their 20, 2015 year-in-review stats. And, you know, they talked about, like, all the bandwidth that's been used. Uh how many videos have been? How many hours of videos? Ooh. Four billion videos. Whoa. Four billion hours of porn <laughs> videos were watched on Pornhub in 2015. Jeez, America is just laying balls drained on a couch somewhere. Mm. Total number of videos viewed: 87 billion. Wow. How many of those are just Mike? Seven billion <laughs> of those. Just in the last couple months. Oh God. <laughs> uh, let's Mike's see. watching very angry uh, S and M stuff now. Oh. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Most commented words. The most commented word on on Pornhub is love. What? That's that's adorable. And there, you, you want to watch two people who are in love? I'm gonna try to find something <laughs> very small here. I see tight dude, hole, luck, face, wet is very tiny. That's that's, that's surprising. That's surprising to but me. But love isn't that like. She loves cock or... Oh, yeah. Teens love... Teens love it big. Game bangs. <laughs> yes. Uh, shit is it here? Mm. Play now. I don't like that's where that's going. Eat. Eat. Bear. <laughs> well, that's like, all the gay porn. No, B-A-R-E. Like bareback. Oh. Like bear, bear cocks. Or bear naked, please. <laughs> uh, girl awesome. Girl Does awesome. Does that say T? T-E-A? 
<laughs> teabag. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> All right. Who wants to watch that over and over again? Like, oh yeah, she's never going to do anything more than this. For yeah, there we go. Five minutes. <laughs> All right, so the top then, twenty countries. Then they you know go back down there. Then they also released um, the well, top search. Uh, search terms per state mm. and those there's some surprising uh stuff in there let me get to that i can't seem to find it hold on there's a lot of stats here oh here we go this this be fun states that last the shortest rhode island with only nine minutes <laughs> oh man states that last the longest hawaii with 10 minutes and 40 seconds whoa it's only a minute 40 seconds difference <laughs> i know wow uh, I wonder how long I last. <laughs> I'm I might be average. Oh, here we go. Around ten minutes. The hourly traffic worldwide usually starts from ten p.m. to midnight. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because you know you can't you shouldn't be doing it at work, or when your kids are still awake. <laughs> uh-huh. The top searches overall: number one being lesbian, teen, stepmom. Aha! Uh-huh. The, 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 the step sibling. <laughs> <Yours are there. laughs> that's the, mine and, and and Dave's. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so the the the, the step family incest porn and the trend is kind of rising. That's getting up there. Yeah, that's because everybody wants to bang their step family. Yeah, why not? Like because they can. It's legal. It's so easy. It's not yeah. ethical, but it's legal. And if, and what porn has taught me is that like if you just like start groping them, they'll be like, "No, stop! I'm your stepsister." But it's okay. No one's home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, or I you're won't my tell anyone. Father, yeah, exactly. Oh you're no, you're my I'm... stepdaughter, or you know, yeah, things no, like that. No, it's so gross. We can't do this. That's okay. I'm just your stepdaughter. Okay. If, I get. I guess we got to do it didn't, now. Didn't need to take care of the keys as much as he does. <laughs> <laughs> then these things wouldn't happen. Ooh, the most popular searches in the United States: stepmom. That's number one. That's really interesting. Number two: cartoon. Oh, well, I'm part of that. No. Oh. <laughs> It's quite the industry. And what's weird on, on certain websites, when you start searching for things, then the advertisements that come up around the videos mm. start to mirror those searches that you're often looking for. Okay, so there's way t- <laughs> there are way too many search terms. So I'm just going to go to the original article that I wanted to talk about. So like I said, they also released a list of search terms by state, Ooh. which is very interesting. So the I entire West Coast... West coast, West from coast down to Texas, Oregon, all the way down to fucking Texas, the middle Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, yes. lesbian, lesbian, and then <laughs> most of the East Coast as well. Yeah, How about that. Yeah, and, East and coast. for some reason, North Dakota, North Dakota <laughs> likes it. South <laughs> Dakota likes stepmom. <laughs> so Missouri, well, Ma- where's a uh, Massachusetts in this? Massachusetts. Let's see what Magic Mike and Dave are watching. Pretty sure that's Massachusetts. Black, (laughs) black. (laughs) I knew it. Yeah. Well, well, and also the South is heavy on the black because you know there's a lot of black people down there. Yeah, I get the forbidden fruit. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. So there's a lot of stepsister in here. Stepmom. uh, Cartoon. What's Alaska? Alaska is stepmom. Ooh. Mm. Interesting. That's the Sarah Palin vibe. Ah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like we want stepmom and governor. It's like, oh, I need to teach you how to masturbate. Don't you know? The uh, same with Washington, right? Washington, Washington is all stepmom. Is stepmom also? Yeah. Wow. What's the What's Montana? Where's What's Joe doing? Joe. <laughs> Stepsister. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, Damn it, Joe! Isn't Laura enough for you? And uh, this This makes sense, but Hawaii top search is Asian. 
Well, that would make sense. That makes a lot of sense. There's a, a lot, lot of Asians, Asians there. there. There's also a lot of Japanese tourists that go there mm-hmm. and bumping up the numbers. Yeah, so this is a this is a very. In- I, I wish I would have. I wish I would have pulled up the 2014 for comparison, but the, that would have been interesting. But the, yeah, it's, uh, just like with uh, just like if you listen to to uh, if you're a regular listener of uh, Generation Oddcast, you know the fear that David had because he's been searching a lot of step family uh, right. porn lately. So yeah, that I guess I guess he's not alone. The right. trend has been uh, is has been rising. It's better than it being actual family, which I thought would be yes. more of the South, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, they like they like the black, the cartoon, the ebony, uh more lesbian. So yeah, things that the Bible uh All right. That's pretty surprising. <laughs> things that the Bible forbids. <laughs> and Florida loves them lesbians as well. Oh, of course they do. All right, cool. So cool. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get to our on the plate because we got a lot of songs to get to on the plate. Did you change the music, Mike? What? Transition music? No. Maybe it's time. I need, so I have to find. Do I? Do, I, do you want to use an actual DVC thing, or do you have to? Do I have to make another? Do I have to make some? You thing? could at least choose different guitar riffs or a chorus from one of those songs. That requires work, man. <laughs> I already have to edit this every week. I know, I know, <laughs> but our fans deserve it. No one's ever complained about <laughs> it except for you. <laughs> I'm the number one fan. You're the number one complainer too. <laughs> Well, shut the fuck up. All right, so uh, today we're going to be reviewing one of our most anticipated albums. Is most anticipated, like more moderately anticipated. I'd say this is only the third album of the year, so it's definitely the most <laughs> so far. We'll put it yes. that way. Uh, Adam and I got into the 1975 late last year. Correct. We became quick fans of them. We did. It was yeah. it was just a band that I kept on hearing about, and their new album was getting a lot of buzz. And I was like, I was. It's about that time. If AP is telling me over and over again that a band is good, then I should probably give them a fucking shot. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times they're wrong, but uh, <laughs> but uh, this time, you know, good on them because uh, yeah, we 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 ended up really liking that band. They're from the UK. Uh, they're I, the name of the band is very telling of the style of music that they play. They're very 1970s kind of like uh, electro synth electro synth pop British very. Very uh, David Bowie kind of influence. If Rick Welbanks <laughs> is looking for his Phil Collins tribute album, this is it right here. This is it. <laughs> Hardcore. Yeah. This is nothing like the Black Album, Mm-mm. but it is definitely a lot like Phil Collins. So uh, yeah, Mike and I decided to broaden our horizons a little bit. I enjoyed this band's four EPs that they released. Yeah. They Better very... than their first full length that mm. came out in 2013. Okay, I like I... everything about even. I, I gave them like a seven out of thirteen 14. or fourteen on the last album. Yeah. So it wasn't like super awesomely great, but there was still some very good songs on good it. Good memorable music too, and uh, you know, every time they, every you know, I, I, I still listen to the uh, self-titled, which was which came out in two thousand thirteen, I believe. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah, that that's very uh, it's a very it's a very enjoyable album to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I was I was really looking forward to this, and it came out early in the year. Came out this past week, so we decided to give it. Review. It's 17 tracks long, so we're going to try to get through this. 17 tracks, but as I said, possible. a lot of it is just instrumental dribble. 
And the the first track, titled the 1975, is kind of a homage to the first track of their last album, which Correct. is also titled the 1975. Right. The music in the background is uh, different, but the lyric lyrical content is exactly the same. It's coming. There it is. Again, they sound like Milo Green. At, at first, yes. Brit Milo Green. <laughs> you know, but good. So this one is very similar to the first track on the last album, but mm-hmm. it is definitely different. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. There's actually a lot of throwbacks to the previous album. True. On very some true. of the lyrics here. I was very surprised by that. So we can also... So this is just like a minute, 20 second intro. We can kind of skip it for now, but uh, do you want to go to track two, which is, I believe, the very first single released back in October called Love Me. Oh, God. This is a very... (laughs) Gotta love that bass. That bass line in the background, man. Sounds good. (laughs) So this one kind of throws you off a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Even though everybody's been hearing this song since October. Yeah. I hadn't been. <laughs> this is the first I've heard of it, actually. I, he- I heard him play it on SNL oh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. And uh, this was the first time I heard the recorded version. Did, did, did it online. <laughs> did it translate well live? Yeah, it sounded really good live. Oh, that's good. It wasn't as heavy electronic, but... Um, yeah, they like the, the synth is very heavy-handed in this song. Thankfully, it's not for the entire album, though. I usually, I usually hate those guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. There's so many songs that do that. Oh yeah. But yeah, this it's whole so, band—it's so disco. Yeah, this know? band is very homaging, though, to like the 19, the late 70s and the early right. 80s. You know, the song sounds exactly like David Bowie. Yeah. Fame, 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 fame. <laughs> Very much fame, so. Fame. So, do you want to? I like the song though. It, I do too. As it's heavy-handed as the synth is, I, I I do enjoy this. Things are going to get a lot more serious as this album goes oh. on. <laughs> yes. This is so just like. This isn't a. This isn't a. What do you call it? A, this isn't a way a way to gauge the rest of the album, but uh, it's it's still a fun song. So let's go check out uh, track three, which is the uh, second single called "Uh." <laughs> this song was released uh, on December this Ooh, past this year. Single two. Single number two. So again, like the it's so weird that the beginning of this album is so happy. Yes, the it, end it, of the album it goes through a very a it, it goes through a lot of emo- emotional spectrums. The song sounds like everything I would hear back in 1985, mm-hmm. listening to adult pop radio, adult contemporary radio. <laughs> it's very like, uh, like Lionel Richie. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> like his up-tempo songs. <laughs> Dancing on the ceiling. The dude can write a hook, mm-hmm. a good hook for that matter. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very it's a standout track too, and you can tell why, you can see why it was a single. So it's uh, it's pretty good stuff. 
This band is getting very well received across mm-hmm. uh, in the UK. I haven't checked the chart numbers for the US yet, but the UK this album made uh, topped the UK charts. Uh-huh. Number one. I, th- I said it was going to be top five mm. overall, said, though. Yeah, overall, and but um, but it'll definitely be top five for Billboard here. Yeah, I don't know when those numbers come out. I, d- I didn't. I I have no idea how popular they are, like in the US. So they're pretty fucking popular because they're, they're like touring freaking arenas. Oh, that's good. Oh, here we go. It also debuted number one in Australia and New Zealand. Well, there you go. In the UK, they've already sold 58,000 albums. Oh, God. And, they're probably and you gonna, said 90? I said 97. 97? <laughs> so they're going to definitely top that. All right. So they're, so they're at Avenged Sevenfold status. <laughs> Please don't compare them to Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> Uh, so let's go ahead and change right. over to track four, which is the fifth single. Uh, it's called A Change of Heart. I only read that they had two singles. Uh, they have Love five, me. according to this. Love Me and The Sound. Love Me, Ugg, The Sound, Somebody Else, and Change of Heart. Jesus Christ. I really like this song. And the album's only been out for a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've been releasing singles since October. Yep. This I really like this song. fucking cool. Yeah. It's a little bit, you know, bringing it down. Mm-hmm. A little bit more sad. A little bit more... Somber. Little something that Mike can relate to, finally. Oh, God. <laughs> I relate to every sad song lately. Oh, it's it's not fair, Mike. It's not fair. Life sucks. It's time for you to have a change of heart about your sadness feelings. Okay, I'll just snap my fingers and not be sad anymore. And not give in to them. Because mm. it's so easy to snap your fingers. <laughs> yeah. So a very somber, sad song, you know. And the and the and the instrumentation very much. The instrumentation very much follows the uh, the uh, the emotion of the lyrics too. So they they're they're really good at songwriting and telling a whole complete story with the song. This is the one where this is the song where he says, "You used to look like you were in a magazine. Yes. Now you just look like anybody." Yeah, <laughs> it's Ooh. so sad. Well, you know, I guess in I guess during the breakup, you kind of come to terms with you're not as great as I, you know, made you out to be. Thought it was just during the relationship he came to that True, conclusion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you sounded really smart, and then you lit the wrong end of a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> or you were sounding more prophetic, and then you took a picture of your salad and put it on the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so lyrically, it's not breaking any craziness at least in this here. song yeah <laughs> or on love me <laughs> love me not either there are a couple songs though that really hit you in the feels we'll get to those though Coming up. uh so uh how about we chip over to end of the cigarette <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's go to uh, track five she's american oh. i hesitate to say that this is probably my favorite song mm, it's definitely like top three on this it's album. a very catchy song too. there's a lot of fucking songs to go through <laughs> Now, if this was track four, I think it would have blended well. But you know, whatever. Yeah, you trying to. I had I had a lot of problems with the structure of the, the pacing songs. of it. I would have definitely put them in different order. The pacing is definitely very odd, especially towards the end. The middle is like the big chunk where the whole album kind of slows down yeah like we like this was too too intense and we needed a break a long <laughs> a break. good like 25 minute break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So this song is kind of about a, a young lady who's very culturally different, you know? And, and he's trying to call it out how, how she does all these, uh, quote, American things. <laughs> you know, calls out how my teeth are crooked. Oh, right. she's American. Right. <laughs> so they're telling us what not to do when we talk to British people. Yes. <laughs> like, your teeth suck. She's so unintelligent. She's it's American. A really, really good chorus. Yeah. I cannot fight that. She's American. Yeah, this is this is some really catchy stuff, man. It's really I good. I love a it. A lot still a lot better than the last album. Mm-hmm. There's some catchy shit on there. Yeah. But I like this I like this stuff better. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Yeah, so, so far we're five tracks in, and I'm loving every track so far. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, go over track six, If I Believe You. Oh. Now, this is a very interesting track. Please tell us about it, because I struggle to be a fan of this song. Really? Uh, I believe... how it slows down. Like, it's getting you ready for the next 30 minutes of the mm-hmm. album. <laughs> is this the right one I'm thinking of, though? Is this that gospel song? It might be. There's a few gospel tracks on here. If you look at the Wikipedia page, all the gospel singers have credits on like four or five different tracks. Oh, okay. And this song goes on for... Six minutes. <laughs> six minutes and 20 seconds. Yes, this is the one. Yeah, this song is very interesting. It's a song about uh, losing your faith in the style of a gospel church yeah. song. It's, 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 it's some great disposition with... Uh, with the music and the lyrics and I, and I and I and I love that it's a it's a, it's a song about how he's searched and searched and searched for the religion that he was growing mm. up in and he just continued to lose faith in all the things that mm. had gone wrong in his life he tried to reach out and uh, I, I think in the chorus he even says like you know I I asked for you Jesus and you never showed yourself ooh yeah and the and the chorus and the and the the gospel in the background is you know it's just kind of uh, complimenting it in the background. Would that make it stop? Getting pretty deep. I know. If that's what the real reason is, then like, holy shit. How'd you know that? Did you read the lyrics? Yeah, I read the lyrics on some of my favorite songs. This is one of my favorite okay. songs on this. Okay. I just I, I, and I just and I when I learned that when I learned that that's what the song was about, I, it made this song that much better for me because because of that juxtaposition between the gospel and the lyrical content. I think he could have shaved off about three minutes of the song. And Agreed. Said the same the thing. The song goes on <laughs> way too long. <laughs> the song is the song is just as long as church. <laughs> Yeah, this is actually, so you're not a fan of the song? I really gave this this one a shot, so it just never really hooked me in. Okay. It's not the it's not the catchiest song on this album, but sure. I think it's one of their most uh, meaningful ones. I think that the you, I think you could tell that they whoever the lead singer is, I can't remember his name, but the, Matthew Healy. Matthew Healy. You know, you can tell that 26. he You can tell that he uh, worked really hard on this song. You can you can hear it too in his voice. His I vocals. know. That's why I hate to discount it. But sometimes I have to do that. Hey, man, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. It's cool. But, you know, it, it mirrors your own religious 
struggles. It pretty much has, you know. I mean, I I struggled with. I mean, I grew up very Catholic, altar boy, and everything. We know. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my childhood through youth, I struggled a lot, and a lot of the and all the things that I turned to was my religion, and it was never there for me. Mm. It was there for me in very wrong and painful ways and it made hey me there boy you're doing everything wrong in your life yeah exactly <laughs> i know can you help me <laughs> nope you gotta find jesus <laughs> and, and you know being catholic is very very being a very strict catholic you know makes me you know, they taught me to hate things that you know you shouldn't hate it taught you to be ashamed of things that are perfectly normal you should you know? have had more trumpet solos in church that's but, but, uh, if i had the 1975 i would have like oh like i'm not alone <laughs> Matthew Healy's there for me. <laughs> Too bad he was three years younger than you. So before we run out of bandwidth on this episode, let's go uh, to track seven. Please be naked. This was the most promising title. Mm-hmm. For I love the, the title. Terriblest of songs. <laughs> Four so, minutes of air. Ambient noises. <laughs> I think they left. <laughs> 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 So that's about like this for four so and it, a half minutes. So in the studio, they left the window down, <laughs> and the air just kind of came into the microphone. I mean, they've done these kinds of things on the EPs, mm-hmm. and they did two of them briefly on the last album. How many songs are there that are completely instrumental? And three. Three, okay. It's 16 minutes total wow. of just this kind of stuff. Oh. Like, we need a little bit of a break. I know you like to give a hard time to instrumentation breaks, but this is a beautiful piece. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard beautifuler. Dun, dun. Should oh. we make lyrics around it? Please be naked. <laughs> I want to touch you your milky white boobs. <laughs> I put my hand in your panties and you had a dick. <laughs> That's why this song is so somber. Cause I thought I was gonna get some. But no, you have a dick, and I ain't into dicks. But it was after 2 a.m., and a hole is a hole after 2 a.m. <laughs> very true. Then I felt very weird about it in the morning. I know you made me breakfast, but you had a dick. <laughs> We can go ahead and skip this track. It's an instrumental for like four minutes. Next one is... Let's get ready for the next instrumental. That's only five minutes. Lost my head in one word. seconds. So I realized, like, you know, you're listening to an album and then you realize there haven't been any words for a long time. I know. I was like, (laughs) Like, what's going on here? Did he forget to sing? But like the beginning of all the EPs had a track like this. Would you for prefer to two have two minutes? Maybe. Would you have pref- Would you have preferred to like break up these a little bit more instead of clump them all together? I, I would have deleted them all together. Oh, okay. Let me because they're good because they're good tracks. Granted, there's no singing in them. I think there's a little bit of singing in this. I think there's like one, a couple it's, lines. It's in this the last one, one called oh, okay. "The Ballad of Me and My Brain." No, that's Something a real else. song. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah, this one has some singing, and then oh, yeah, and then three more minutes of instrumentation. The title track has some singing in it as well. Oh, okay. I just, I, it's like, I don't have time. Can you see it? So it's that repeated like three times, and then more instrumentation. So let's go to track nine, the ballad of me and my brain. Now this, which is a song, is definitely one of my favorites, though. 
It's a real song. It is a song. It's only with two words. minutes long. I know. I think it's the shortest. <laughs> it is. Uh, other than the intro, it's and the you, shortest song. You tell me if uh, the Phil Collins fans out there wouldn't <laughs> love this song. <laughs> this song is just like, oh, this is like Phil Collins' hidden tracks mm-hmm. that I haven't heard yet. 17 bonus tracks. <laughs> <laughs> this one really gets going here. So I put this one right up there with She's American. Mm. High praise. But did it, did it sound like too much Phil Collins for you? I, I have no problem with like the uh, the homages to like Phil Collins and Bowie and things like that. But like this is it is one of the best songs on this. This is one of the best songs on this album. Kind of men at work ish. Very very, very Colin Hay. Yeah. I love the soaring vocals in this too. This would be a great opener for a concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this would be a good al- opener for this album. <laughs> well, yeah. Instead of Love Me. Because <laughs> you can see, like, now we've entered the middle of the album. Definitely a whole different vibe yeah. than the beginning of the album. It's almost then, like three separate yeah. albums, you know? Or maybe like three and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Great thing about the song, it doesn't follow, like, traditional song structure, too. It's just great ambience in the background with just soaring vocals throughout yes it's good and I know some people would think that it was good coming out of the two instrumentals but I've just been sitting there like I want to get to my song that I like now (laughs) (laughs) so I started just skipping the instrumentals okay (laughs) made the album fly by a lot faster (laughs) (laughs) so yeah good song overall definitely one of my favorites cool so let's go to track 10 Somebody else. Five minutes and 48 seconds. We're going back down. <laughs> Did you say this was also a single? Mm, or was that... No. Okay. Oh, it is a single, yes. Damn. The fourth single. Which is weird. I don't feel like this is a standout track. No, it's a it's an adequate track. It's not... Yeah, it's not something that I would immediately say this needs to be a single this is just where the band starts to become like background music a little bit yeah a little too much but I guess that's kind of their style now well they're capable of writing big bombastic catchy songs right when it comes to like singles, you know that's that's more on the decision of the label than the band. This is the one that I thought Rick Astley was being uh, <laughs> featured on. Oh yeah, is he, he can, featured on this album? If you listen, it sounds like him. I know it sounds like With somebody else. <laughs> I never give you up. <laughs> He's not on it. Okay, <laughs> I had to look through the personnel because like I think the second second chorus it sounds like it's a completely different vocalist yeah it does doesn't it but yeah this one would have been like one of the the Rick Astley's Barry tracks or Rick mm-hmm. Isley whatever his name is mm-hmm. like hey did you guys know I did more songs than just that one <laughs> <laughs> I don't make money on them, but uh, yeah, I did. I did songs. This is a good track. Yeah, it's a it's a good 
mid-tempo, uh, adequate track. Not single material, but uh, it's good. Shall we move on to uh, move forward? Loving Someone, track 11. So again, starting low. Low. Yeah, you're definitely right about these songs now have a very different feel. And this one just doesn't... Just sounds too annoying. You don't like this one? I'm not a fan of this one either. It, it, it has a lot of electronica, like modern electronica right. uh, uh, influences to it. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to get really cringeworthy right here at the beginning, <laughs> I think. Yep. <laughs> oh, I hate that shit so much. Really? The little chipmunk voices. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was just keyboarding. I didn't think it was vocals. Well, it sure does sound like chipmunk voices. <laughs> and I hate when they do that. <laughs> I've never paid that much attention to it. I, I always just assumed it was just keyboard noises. Interesting. I, I've been talking smack on that in hip-hop ever since it started in yeah. the early aughts. Like, why is this considered good? Like, <laughs> let's sing a chorus and then do it in chipmunk voice. We gotta, we gotta confirm that that's actual Girl, vocals. I wanna lick your booty, yeah. Girl, I wanna <laughs> lick your booty, yeah. Loving someone. <laughs> well, just like with somebody else, this is a good. I mean, you're not a fan of it, but uh, not not one of my favorite tracks. No, I, I, it's another good middle of the road kind of song. We just kind of we're kind of pacing away now to the end of the it's album. A little left of middle. Left of the middle, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Alright, so let's go to track 12, the title track, I Like It When You Sleep For You. Oh, we never took the title of the album. Oh, yeah. I Like It When You Sleep For You Were So Beautiful, Yet So Unaware Of It. I like that title. It doesn't even fit on the iTunes <laughs> no, line it doesn't. there. It's only 6 minutes and 20 seconds of what, Mike? Ambient noises. Ambient noises with a little bit of... There's a little bit of vocals. <laughs> So from the sounds of it, they just kind of threw everything they had at this album. They didn't, they didn't decide to, you know, trim it down a bit. I, I, if I were to make one <laughs> criticism, <laughs> if I were to make one criticism of this album, it's definitely that it's way too long. Yeah, it, it really could have. Seventy-three minutes and fifty-five seconds mm-hmm. is too long. Are but they, if you skip over the instrumental tracks, you're going to have a solid fifty-eight minute album. Well, you, Which you is even, okay. You even mentioned that the pacing is... I mean, and I think most people agree, the pacing is weird. Right, because wait till we get to the next two tracks. Yes. Then it just throws you off completely. <laughs> yeah. Because we're back to the beginning again with, mm-hmm. like, the the, the hippity-hoppity. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like poetry, man. It rhymes. Right. Each stanza rhymes with the next. So, yes, I definitely had my... I, I, I could make this into a good 11 or 12 track album. Yeah. I think if we trim the fat, this would be like a start-to-finish masterpiece. 45 minutes, yeah. standard album, mm-hmm. maybe 50, pushing it. So let's go over to track 13 now, The Sound, which is the third single. Which is another one of my favorite tracks. Which is a good song. Great song. Now imagine coming out of six minutes of that ambient noise and then being <laughs> like... No, you know the sound, and you know the sound, and you know the sound of your heart. And then the song's going to pick up with a little bit of a disco. They did this one on SNL as well. Oh, cool. And I said, I'm going to like this album. Of your heart. 
Again, he knows Matt knows how to write a hook. Boom, boom. Oh. And he plays a mean guitar. Mm. I also get a lot of Prince vibe oh, influence, yeah. right? Very 80s Prince. So this belongs back there at track five or six. Mm-hmm. What you think? Yeah, if they wanted to write, if they wanted to write a cohesive story, they probably they probably would have should have rearranged this a little bit more. Because this doesn't even match the vibe of the last several songs. Mm. So that's where I think they're just going like, let's make three EPs. And just and put, put them together. We'll put them together. In no cohesive manner. <laughs> Either that or Interscope gave them too much freedom to do whatever they wanted to with yeah. this album. Which is very possible, because they knew it was going to sell so well. Mm-hmm. And I guess if that's the case, they're just like, fuck it, we don't care. Yeah, why not? But, you know, I'm sure the band had their reasons for wanting it to be paced this way, but it just doesn't click with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I've listened to it a good handful of times now, and still the pacing is the worst part of this album. Uh, let's go to track 14. This must be my dream. What track are we on? 85? Track 85. 85 so this, of 250. It's like this should have been track 2, because this is going back to, like, freaking Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This would have been a good compliment to love me also, you know? Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. <laughs> tell me lies, baby, tell me lies. Oh, sorry. I like this song, though. <laughs> yeah. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not the best song on the record, but it's a good song. So if you definitely want that throwback to the late 70s, early 80s, into the... The really good Lionel Richie stuff of the yeah. mid-80s. This would be a great album that you can listen to with your parents. Probably. And they'll get it. They'll get it. Is it more your parents if you were in Britain or your parents in America? I think this this music was popular enough in America in the late 70s and early 80s. That for the... This might be my dream. I love that chorus. Yeah, I would have put this as track two. Yeah. Like, that, that would have been great pacing coming out of... Or, well, technically track three. Yeah. After Love Me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's a great compliment to that. I would have been like, holy shit, this song's hooky as fuck. Yeah, I, would have put, I, would, I would have put the sound, like, right after uh, She's American, too. Yeah. You don't need to go into that, like, death vibe. <laughs> like, everything just drops out in the middle there. Yeah, these two tracks are very uh, out of place. But uh, let's go over to... And then uh, you, you end it with... Ballad of me and my brain. Yeah, that's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <That's laughs> that would have been a good ending. Maybe second to last track. So, so let's go to. Uh, it's a good song. The last three tracks. Uh, Paris here is probably my favorite track on the album. Of the whole album, of I like this one a album. lot too. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely one of the ones I like. Matthew Healy has been known to have a drug problem. Oh, and uh, you can tell by looking at him. You can tell by looking at him definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he struggled yes. with like heroin and stuff. But uh, Paris, if you read the lyrics, it's about how he he and his girlfriend, you know, he reminisces about this time that he had in Paris and mm. oh, such a good time. Like in his in his mind, like he, it's such a good time. He should go back. And we were so relaxed. We were so relaxed, and we were <laughs> having such a wonderful time. But on the flip side of that, this the song also tells his girlfriend's point of view. 
You only feel that because you were high the entire uh, time you were there. I had a miserable time. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, dragging you to the toilet so you could puke over and over again. <laughs> exactly, you know. I love Paris, but oh, we should go back again. And 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 you know, and the instrumentation is very dreamy and very mm. uh, you know, it's 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 very starry and it's very I reminiscent. To, I need to read some more lyrics, I guess. Yeah, the lyrics for this <laughs> song is is great actually. I never picked that up except for he's talking about her friend who keeps cutting her wrists. Yeah. And all these what? kinds of things. To go to Paris again. P-E-R-R-I-S. I know. Mike's already there. <laughs> I'm there, baby. I'm going there tonight. <laughs> so the song is kind of long, so let's go ahead and uh, go over to the next yeah, track. It's close to five. So uh, Nana... Is another song that I really, really love, and it's really sad. It's sad as fuck. It's a, it's a song about his grandma dying. I assumed it was grandma. Yeah, but it's just acoustic. This is definitely the the end of the album. Mm-hmm. You can feel it coming. If they ended the album on this song, it would have been great. But yeah, uh, this is the second to last one. But the song is just about him reminiscing about Nana a little bit more to kind of throw back to the track six, if I believe you, because he also talks about how you know. Him losing his religion because Correct. because of his nano dying. So maybe I'll I'll just kind of go in and make my own playlist <laughs> for this album. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the year, you'll have the the amended version right. because your number one album. I know. <laughs> right. Twelve out of twelve. <laughs> Woodbang. But yeah, this band is definitely going places. They're going to be around for a while. Yeah. Versatile. As long as he stays off of heroin, I guess. Yeah, they're very versatile too. You know, and. uh uh, and he's a good songwriter. The the uh, there's a lot of great hooks in here. There's a lot of songs that I think a lot of music fans would, regardless of what kind of music you like, would enjoy. Yes. There's some there's some there's some rock heavy stuff in here. There's some pop, definitely yeah. a lot of pop. There's I wouldn't call it very rock heavy stuff. Rock influence stuff. There you go. <laughs> it's like David Bowie rock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not if you're not if you're into like Disturbed or something, you're probably not gonna like this, but. <laughs> If you're into metalcore like Rick Wellbanks, who enjoys Architects, you probably won't <laughs> like this one. <laughs> so let's go. Let's go to uh, the final track. She lays down, which is another very somber acoustic track. And, uh, it's a really long. I mean, all these closing tracks are nearly four really minutes, long. if not close to five. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's use this time to talk about uh, what you thought of "I Like It When You Sleep," where you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it. It's playing. It's, it's just playing. It's very delayed. One, two, three, four. Ah. Hey, <laughs> that was <close>. perfect. <laughs> so what did you think of uh, the 1975 second full-length I album? I believe I enjoyed it more than the than the previous one, the mm-hmm. subtitle. But I think I, n- numerically, mathematically, it rates up there about the same. Okay. So that's why it's just if you even it out, if you change some tracks around... Get rid of the acoustic, or the acoustic ones, the instrumental ones, um, you know, maybe get rid of a song or two there in the middle. Yeah, make them B-sides. Mm-hmm. You know, and not? then I would change around the beginning and the ending songs a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's best album of the year. There we go. Wow. <laughs> no, so it's far. <laughs> eight, eight out of 13. Eight I only 13. gave it 13 because okay. I don't count the opening track and I don't count the instrumentals. Mm. Okay, yeah, well, like I like I mentioned during the review... If you can look past the odd pacing and the incredibly long length of this record, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of it to enjoy. There's some mid-tier songs. There's some fantastic songs. 
And there's probably some songs that would be that just like Adam would be like, well, that's we that doesn't like, need to be on the one, album. This one is definitely not one of my favorites. It's it's a very kind of this, throwaway. This kinda. could have just been a bonus track. Could have been, yeah. I, I believe yeah. they should have ended on Nana. That, that, yeah. that has that emotional impact to be the final track. But the, I enjoyed a lot of this, and I really enjoyed listening to it again. And it has those emotional ups and downs. It, it tells a, it doesn't tell a cohesive story as a full album, but uh, it, it it takes you on a journey through this lead singer's mind and mm-hmm. with what what he's been going through. And it's 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 very fun and it's very sometimes not so fun, but on purpose. But right. uh, if you can look, but like I said, if you can look past its pacing, which is its worst, fe- which is the worst thing about this album, then uh, I'd say that I'd give this a best album ever. Best album ever. Mm. But how would you compare it to Panic at the Disco? Best album ever. <laughs> <laughs> I like this a lot more than Panic at the Disco's uh, yeah. uh, last album. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think there's a lot t- for people to enjoy here, and I, I think you're right; they're going to be around for a while as long as Healy stays off drugs. Yeah, which is not. Which, not from likely? the sounds of it, he's still struggling with. Well, he definitely has that heroin chic vibe going mm. on. Kate Moss, so baby. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> he can make it work. He's a young dude. By the time he's 30, if he's alive, then mm-hmm. we'll see. He's got, how, how old is he, 26? Six. He's got one more year to live. Right. All lead singers die at 27. Right. <laughs> and then we'll be uh, just playing this in memoriam. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad that we had 17 tracks. I know. Could you imagine if we didn't? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So uh, so go pick up, oh, go go check out I Like It When You Sleep For You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware of It by the 1975. Came out this past week. Gets a pass from both of us. That's oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. One of the best albums we've listened to so far this year, which is like Dig it. five albums <laughs> or <Right>. so. <laughs> so let's go ahead and... Uh, uh, finish off this episode and go into our sound off. I can't think of a sound off. What did I do this week? Did you watch more Netflix and loneliness? No, I didn't Netflix and loneliness. Why not? <laughs> oh, but I got this weird, uh, I got this weird, uh, phone call. Uh, <laughs> I got this weird, Insist on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> that too. I'll show you after the show. Okay. I got this weird phone call from uh, like the groundskeeper at the uh, Escondido Baptist Church. Oh God. Something about like a grave got digged up. Dude. Yeah. And I totally heard from Rainbow Sprinkle. Rainbow Sprinkle. Yeah. He's the going, rapper Rainbow Sprinkle. He, he's going full on retro by actually making a phone call. Huh. Like, did you know people still make phone calls? He must be. He must be earning money. So, yeah, like, he totally got back in contact with me. He left a voicemail uh-huh. because that's retro now. He must be going to school to learn technology. And I, I, I listened to it, but I didn't call him back because I was freaking the fuck out. Yeah. But what happened in Escondido? I don't know. This, the groundskeeper at the Escondido Baptist Church, he let me know. I don't know, because, like, I guess, what do you call it? Like, Drive-By Curious's record label and lawyers or something. Like, they keep having to... I guess we're we're like involved, whatever. Right. He put legally, us down on their will and trust, whatever. But as being the the sole, um, you know, promotion of their, of their promotion. The only people that they can promote their music through. Yeah, but is our podcast. But but, uh, Makilla died. Right. And I was like, there. I guess he. W- I guess he was buried at Escondido. Remember, we witnessed it. We were there. Episode one hundred. Episode one hundred. Yeah. Makilla killed himself on the air. Mm-hmm. And then coagulated <laughs> and left out of my house and started following the gay pride parade, right? Which conveniently... This isn't funny, Mike. We, this was trauma. <laughs> this happened. This was the thing. 
And then <laughs> Rainbow Sprinkle got in a car <laughs> with a hot redhead and a hot brunette mm-hmm. and just started driving. Yeah, we never he heard was from like, either of them ever peace again. Out. But some weird thing happened. I just got a weird phone call this past week. Yes. The groundskeeper at, I guess, the well, the graveyards that are there just gave me a call that there's something going on with grave robbing. Was it Groundskeeper Billy? Groundskeeper Billy. <laughs> I've met him. <laughs> From New Zealand. <laughs> so he has a very similar accent to one Groundskeeper Willie. Right. <laughs> yeah, he just let me know that there's some uh, grave robbing. I don't know why. Um, Do you think Rainbow Sprinkle dug up Makilla? I don't know what's going on. I'm, he just, or he did, just did told Makilla me that... end up getting buried? Cause, I, mean, I guess his... I guess so because I haven't been following up. Like I've, I know I've, his I... wife just like disappeared with his penis in a jar. And I mean, we can only assume that she like laid it to rest. And that must be what it is. I think. Mm. Um, but he didn't give me any details. He just said, well, "You." Know, he, he's he left me that phone call. Like, we're having some problem with some grave robbing going on right crap. now and i didn't put two and two together like wait it's Con- escondido baptist church where have i heard that from mm-hmm. it's like oh that's mckilla's old church where he right. used to every be a youth pastor sunday. every sixth sunday of the month <laughs> right <laughs> where he used to be a youth pastor over there it's like oh, okay well i guess that's where they buried his remains i guess okay well that's all i have wow so does this mean that there's something in the mix you think I'm not you even sure that he was talking about Makilla. I'm just saying okay. that I just know that Escondido Baptist Church is having some grave robbing issues right now. Because I, I, I'm fearful to call back Rainbow because he was just like, you know, call me back, bitch. There's big news. And I was like, I was going to wait until after the podcast to listen oh. to the voicemail. And um, yeah, uh, there was there was rap beats going on in the background. I mm. was nervous. Maybe he's a successful entrepreneur now. There might be something going on there. Mm. But stay tuned for more mm. since we keep on hyping their return. Every I'm not hyping anything. I'm just saying I got a weird phone call. I'm just saying, <laughs> and you got a weird phone call. I'm too. just saying, like we were talking about <laughs> getting in contact with them back in December at oh, the end yes. of the year. That 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 was the thing we said. Yeah, but you know, it just never kind of happened because yeah. they're a bunch of flakes. Whatever. And you know, life happens to them, and then they get <laughs> depressed sometimes. But <laughs> sometimes that happens a lot lately. But we'll see what happens. We got a busy March ahead of us here. Very busy for the show. Yeah. So we got like a. One week left of a regular show, and then we got like two, like special shows for coming up. Right, that's cool. So uh, yeah, Mr. Brian Fallon's album drops this coming Friday. Mm. We will be there. We will know it. We will, we will. on the plate it whenever we get around to it because we might be busy the week we'll after it comes out. It, huh? Yeah, we'll have to on the plate it uh, on in April. Oh God, we'll do a track by track. That's a long time to wait. Anyway, <laughs> do you have anything else to say on that? No. Okay. So moving I should, on, I should block my phone. I think you should. I'll keep mine open just in case. Weird phone numbers. I know. But it's okay because I live in a different house now. They don't know where we live. Oh, that's true. So it's all right. Yeah. Just in case I accidentally told him. Oh, God. Oh, God. Adam. There, we were in contact a little bit. <laughs> I was excited about my move. I may have told him what city at least. Oh, God, Adam. Anyway. He could sniff you out. His balls have sonar. <laughs> that's what I'm not sure. What if he got the surgery? Oh, we never knew. He might we be had- like... Trim down. Actually, I'm kind of curious to see if he did. We should. I'm kind of drive by curious to see you now. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) should we talk about Emery? Fucking idiots. (laughs) Yeah. Emery's EP. Yeah. From 2008. (laughs) I want to say that. While broken hearts prevail, Mm -hmm. which is the kind of prequel to In Shallow Seas, we say. Right. But I only covered the EP this week because I just had. Too much of life going on. And, you know, when I look at And a 17-track album right. that you read, read, I was like, okay, I need to take a break from the Emery, so I'll just stick with the EP. But a fair EP. It's a good EP. I enjoyed Edge of the World, and I enjoyed Ten Talents. 
and I enjoyed do the things parentheses you want. Okay. There's seven tracks altogether. Hmm. I, I like three of them. Okay. This band is less than half. They're they're still growing on me. Okay. They're still growing on me. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the uh, lead singer syndrome podcast. Oh yeah, because what's his what's face his name is on there. And so I can get a better understanding of who he is now mm-hmm. after I've listened to all of these. He's, he's also, he also has his own podcast called The Bad Christian Podcast. That is true. But he doesn't talk about the history of the band every week, I'm sure. All of the episodes that I've heard of Bad Christian, and the only reason I listen to that is because the guests sometimes that he has, uh, he talks a lot about Emery. <laughs> That's all he talks about. <laughs> like, so when uh, The Week's End came out, uh, this happened and this happened and this happened. Um, so this week I will be covering two Emery Albums. Oh, in Shallow Seas and, and what's Shallow the next Seas one? We Sail, and then We Do What We Want. That's what it is. 2009 and 2011. That's so what I'll it is. Reviewing both of those albums as well as Tonight Alive. Oh, oh. Limitless. Limitless, the the hot chick band from Australia. One of the worst albums I've heard this year. Is it that bad? I've only listened to it three times, and I haven't gotten a boner yet. Oh. <laughs> it's. Oh, God, I hate it. Anyway. We we'll might to be that. talking to somebody in the next couple of weeks related oh. to that album, won't we? So oh. maybe you should start liking things. Oh, I mean, and stop it's disliking so things. So good! <laughs> what a great new direction that this anyway, band is going. <laughs> I'm finishing up Law Dispute this week. Oh, there we go. And yeah, uh, what is it called? The Rooms of the House. Mm. This album was interesting. They definitely took a little bit or a big right turn, coming from all of the anger and rage of the last two albums. Yes. This one is all about, like, I feel like it's all about family stuff going on in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, and... I didn't look too deeply into, like, the lyrical content or anything for this album, but I did enjoy it a lot. I did enjoy listening to it. I think the first three tracks were my favorites. Um, yeah, they're, they're, it's mostly good. I gave it a 7 out of 11. Hmm. I think Hudsonville was the first single, the opening good track. Stuff. So we're going to be seeing them in June, opening for Thrice. Yes, that's true. And so I'm, I keep forgetting. I'm prepared. Like, well, I keep forgetting why you're reviewing Law Dispute. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a Thrice thing. Coming. I know it's like three months away, but yeah. we'll we'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, this was a good one. I, I enjoyed Woman in a Mirror, and I enjoyed Extraordinary Dinner Party. The closing track was kind of lame, where he's just listing off oh. everything that's in his possessions because yeah. he's a hoarder, I guess. Yeah, that's it's a weird it's thing. Strange. Artistic um, choices. Stay happy. There was a good song. I remember that one. But yeah, I was wondering. Like, it seemed like all of these album titles were like, like they were names of paintings. It seemed like. Oh, is that right? Well, it seemed like that. Hmm. Like woman parentheses in mirror scenes from highways, oh, nineteen eighty-one okay. to two thousand nine. Yeah, that's interesting. There's yeah. a track called thirty-five. There's a track called woman Mona parentheses Lisa. reading. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that, you're right. They, they, they do sound like paintings. They released a lot of material with this album, if you uh, purchase the you know, full-on box set mm. that it came. But, um, yeah. But this wasn't an album that you reviewed until recently? Oh, no. Because, I mean, I started listening to them around the time you started listening to them. Very true. Because I've heard of this band up until we actually started to hear of this band. Right. So I think that's pretty much everything I did this week. Cool. Including the 1975. That's awesome, man. What do you so, want yes. to do, do, do next week's show? Well, next week, well... It's like our last show in March before we go to shows and possibly do press. Correct. What do we have going on next week besides listening to Brian Fallon? Well, we're not going to have enough time to uh, 
do a review unless like we get the album tomorrow we could or review something. tonight alive uh, <laughs> do you want to <laughs> i don't know i've only heard it three times okay <laughs> i'm just saying it's the most relevant album right now that's true I we think. could do the tinder game tinder game yeah. oh, we, oh that's right yes do you want do to you want fuck to... around on tinder like next week we should or okay. we could on the plate screaming bloody murder from some 41 but we could save that one for another <laughs> slow week. week a very slow week yeah right we'll do that <laughs> so yeah tinder game that should be fun okay we'll fuck around on tinder next week let's the do that tinder games yeah featuring jennifer lawrence jennifer lawrence is jennifer lawrence in jennifer lawrence mike's wet dreams on tinder so I think I'm going to make a Tinder profile this week. Okay. And uh, next week we'll actually see what kind see of... what happens. Yeah. See the see the fish in the sea. Mm. You, know? The, you know? You know like in the very deep, 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 deep sea <laughs> where you see like those ugly predator fish? Oh, God. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm fishing with. Okay. Like the one in Finding Nemo? Yeah. Okay. Those, the ones with the giant ugly teeth. The ones that have like oh, should we take a bet on how many of them will be into yoga? Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll do that and we'll talk. We'll see how basic the women are and how broho they are. Mm. No, yeah. brohos are taken, man. Oh, brohos are are aligned with bros. No, no, we're talking about girls who are our age who were taken in their early twenties and now have gotten oh. divorced and have like three kids and they're all still brohos because they're like you need a monster truck or else yeah. you won't be able to fit my three kids in oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're going to see how shallow everyone's like, "Oh, you can't be under 5 you can't be say, under 6 foot. Tall. You can't get with this." And, and she's like 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we'll we'll do something next week. We'll we'll try to like do some Tinder or something cuz, okay. you know, why not? So, uh for my co-host Adam, I am your co-host Mike. Go check out the latest album from the 1975 Again, it's called I Like It When You Sleep For You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unaware of It. Great title, by the way. I like that title. And uh, so check out the rest of our friends over TheMeltingPod.net. See you Monday morning. Maybe next week. (laughs) You never know. Most likely not, though. (laughs)